Welcome to the Supplemental Seminary Show number 007. And in this episode, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that's microphones. So in this episode, we're going to talk about microphone technology, learning about our microphone and learn how we can use it properly. Then we're going to be talking about some tips that I want to give to you to help you sound incredible, sound the best that you possibly can with the microphone that you're using. And then we're going to be talking about some microphone techniques that you can use to make sure that you sound, again, your very best. So let's get into it. First of all, let's talk about technology when it comes to microphones. Now, I'm not here to tell you that you need to dive as deep as I have down the rabbit hole of microphones and preamps and all these other sort of things. But I am telling you, you do need a basic audio knowledge of these microphones and technology and how they're made, just some basic audio information that I wish I had years ago that would have helped me tremendously in the ministry and helped me as a pastor. And especially when it comes now to live streams and podcasts and YouTube videos and devotional videos, you want to make sure you sound your very best because audio is half of the video. You can have poor video quality, but if you have good audio quality, people are more forgiving. And so we've all seen those uh, different live streams and videos in which the person sounds very distant. They sound very uh, distorted and reverby and echoey, and we couldn't hear what they were saying. And it annoyed us, even though we want to admit it or not. It's just difficult and hard to listen to. So people's got to be able to hear you. It's kind of my objective, especially with this YouTube channel and podcast and video podcast that's on YouTube. And be sure to give me a like, consider subscribing. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast or if you're on YouTube right now, would you click that little like button and consider subscribing for future related content? But is, I want to make sure that you sound your very best in it all possible. And even though today, unfortunately, when I'm doing this podcast, I've been diagnosed with COVID, and so I sound very nasally, but I'm going to do it anyway because, hey, we all need to sound our best. And so <clears throat> even though I'm a little stopped up, I'm going to do it anyway because it's my objective to help you. And if we wait till the perfect time to do something, we're never going to do anything. So let's talk about this microphone technology. The basic thing that I think you need to know, first of all, is... The difference between probably two different types of microphones that we face and deal with, especially if you're a pastor, you're in the ministry, and you're in a sanctuary, or perhaps you are inside of a building or facility in which you are to speak, you're going to be handed a couple different microphones, and I'd probably guess what they are. The first one's probably going to be if they hand you like an, like a handheld microphone, like I'm thinking off the top of my head, one of the most popular handheld microphones would be the, the Shure SM58, which I don't have a picture of that, but you could look that up and see that microphone. And it's a very popular handheld microphone that stood the test of time. So that is going to be what we call, it's going to fall in the category, or perhaps they hand you a wireless SM58 or an Audio-Technica handheld microphone to speak into if that's your preference or that's what they use. That's going to be what we call fall in the category of a dynamic microphone. And in fact, I'm using a dynamic 
microphone right now to do this podcast, which is the Rode Procaster. Of course, it's a broadcast dynamic. We'll talk about that later. But right now, we're just trying to keep it simple. A dynamic microphone is going to be like your handheld microphones. Now, if you was to walk up to the pulpit and stand in front and you have this little pulpit that's on a stem that has this little black end on it, more than likely, or it could be any color for that matter, that's going to be more than likely a condenser microphone. And then if you get up and you have the little lapel microphone that's going to hook to your lapel or your tie or what have you, that's going to be a condenser microphone as well. It's going to have a different polar pattern. We'll talk about that later. So you're going to have to learn how, what type of microphone it is, be able to identify it pretty quickly. And you don't have to know all the, everything about it, you know, how many ohms and all that, but it'd be good to know just the basic information. The reason I say that is if you're in a situation when you're handed a handheld microphone, automatically, except in some cases, identify that as a dynamic microphone. Right now I'm speaking to a dynamic microphone, which tells me several things. So if you're in a situation and you're handed a dynamic microphone to sing from or to preach from or to speak from, or you sit down to a podcast and identify that as a dynamic microphone, then you need to realize something very important. They are designed so that they reject a lot of the side noise, okay, they're not going to be as sensitive. And so they are designed that you're going to have to speak directly into the microphone as I'm doing right now. You're going to have to get close to that microphone. In fact, they say hang 10, six inches away from the microphone is a good rule of thumb. And that would be really any microphone, although a condenser microphone is designed, it's more sensitive. So you don't have to stand so close to it. However, in my opinion, any microphone, any audio source, of course, this is more of a tip that we're going to find out later. Any audio source is going to sound better if it is closer to the, the source, the source being if you're a preacher or a singer, your mouth, okay? So you need to not be shy of the microphone, but I don't want to get to the tips right now. We'll talk about those in a minute. So identify them quickly as a dynamic or a condenser microphone. If you're a small pastor, uh, church pastor, like, no, I'm not a small pastor. I'm a large pastor, uh, but I'm a pastor of a small church, okay? So you need to realize and take the time to go write the model number down for your microphone or ask me. I'll be glad to look it up for you and help you with it to see if it's a dynamic or a condenser microphone so that you can speak into it in such a way to get its maximum potential, okay? So a dynamic microphone is one probably going to be more of a handheld microphone, kind of like you see in the picture of my supplemental seminary show here. That's going to be more of a dynamic. And then you see a condenser, which I have some condensers. I don't have one hooked up right now, but you don't have to be as close to them. Another thing to realize is with a microphone, some microphones are end address microphones and some are side address microphones. You can see if you're watching the video podcast now, I have this microphone pointed directly to my mouth and because it is an end address. In other words, I address the end of it. That's where the sound goes in and accepts the sound. Some microphones are going to be accepting the sign, the 
signal from the sides. So that would be a side address microphone. And so you would need to speak into the side of that one. So realize, realize those couple things about it. There are different po polar patterns, and you don't have to know a whole lot about those. I'll give you a couple examples. This has a cardioid polar pattern. So if you think about cardioid, think about a cardiologist. And what does a cardiologist do? They deal in the heart. So you think of the shape of a heart, that the end and the tip would be up here, that this microphone is accepting the sound from this direction, the heart shape, okay? It is accepting it from the front and a little bit of the sides, but if I speak off, see, I'm, you're losing me there, and then I'm back. So I do realize it's only picking up in this general direction, and so I realize that, so if I'm setting back further than that, or I'm sitting over here like this, you cannot hear me as well, and I become distorted because I'm not speaking into it directly. See the difference that makes in your presence boost when you get the microphone closer to you. For example, I'm gonna pull away a little bit and give you an example of what that sounds like. This is me speaking about probably about a foot or more away from the microphone. And this is me speaking off the microphone and away from it. Of course, you can't hear me as well. And then I come back, notice the presence and notice the power boost in my voice when I basically get it closer to my mouth, as it's designed to do. All right, so that's going to be the difference. You realize the polar patterns. If you have a, a lapel mic, which is not really a, I'm not a big fan of a lapel mic, uh, there's nothing wrong with them. They just have an omnidirectional polar pattern, means omni, means you're going to pick up all around them. Of course, they're not omnidirectional because your body is blocking half of that. So anything in front, it's going to introduce a lot of noise. Most people ain't going to notice the difference. So realize about what kind of polar pattern it has, whether it be a, a figure eight, it may be a cardioid polar pattern, it may be an omnidirectional polar pattern, that type of thing. Something else I want to talk about is a microphone is, uh, for example, a dynamic microphone would be a very passive uh microphone in other words it's not gonna it's gonna need a signal to really boost and gain it this microphone i'm speaking into is one of my favorites it's the rode procaster and the reason i like it because it's affordable it's about 230 dollars for a broadcast dynamic microphone very good quality microphone of course there'd be some more expensive ones yeah i would like to have such as the you know re20 or something like that but I mean, I, I love this microphone and for the price and the quality of it and the fact it's a broadcast dynamic speaks volumes, but it is a very passive, very uh, quiet microphone. And it's designed that way. When I first bought this thing and I plugged it up, I said, this thing doesn't sound good at all. And it's because I did not understand the microphone. I didn't understand how it works. I didn't understand what, what, what it was about. I didn't understand that it needs gain introduced to it and it needs to be amplified. And so it is very passive. It, it requires a lot of gain. And so I really had to bring up that, that gain boost to it. And so uh, that's something we can talk about at another time, but just what we're talking about is microphone technology. If we understand how it's designed, we'll, we won't think, wow, this thing's no good. No, it's not the microphone. In my case, it was the operator. <laughs> The next one is we talked about different addresses and so forth. So with that being said, 
Let's move on to the next one, which is some microphone tips that I want to give to you. And this has to do with uh, just a couple things. The main thing that I see with live streams, with preachers, pastors, videos, is they have the microphone or whatever's picking up the audio, the, the sound source is too far away from where it's trying to get the sound from. <clears throat> what I mean by that is there's not a microphone that I can think of. I mean, there's microphones designed where they don't have to be as close like the dynamic microphone that I'm speaking into right now, if you care for that sort of thing. And there's nothing wrong with those. But I don't know of a single solitary microphone, in my opinion, that is not going to sound better if it's not closer to the source. The source being your mouth, the source being your inst an instrument, the source being the person that it, the thing person or thing that is make that is creating the noise or the sound that we're the audio we're trying to capture you're going to need to get that microphone closer to the sound source so there's a couple ways you can do that right now for me i've learned not to be shy of the microphone i like the microphone to be close to me that doesn't bother me anymore and so i don't mind if somebody hands me a handheld microphone you know i'm going to hold it up to my mouth I'm not going to be afraid of it. Of course, there's going to be some technique I'm going to use there to make sure I don't, uh, I get my best sound. But if you hand a handheld dynamic microphone to somebody like a Shure SM58 and they hold it down to the waist level or chest level or hold it out to the side, you know, the sound man's going to try to drive up the gain or the fader. And what's going to happen is you're going to introduce squeal you can introduce feedback because that thing's not designed to do that. And by amplifying the signal that is too away, too far away from the sound source, it's not going to pick up. So you got to keep that in mind. So my number one tip to you would be to get that microphone closer to you. If it's the dynamic and they hand it to you, and that's what you have to work with. You might say, well, I don't like holding a microphone in my hand. Well, when you go to another place, I don't think it's your... I mean, now with COVID and all, of course, okay. But the way I was taught, you go and you work with what they have. If they hand you a handheld, you know, a headset or a lapel mic or whatever they're using, you know, you use it, all right? Unless it's a complete disaster, you know, you, you get that microphone and use it and get it closer to the sound source. So if you got that dynamic, you know, hold it on up to your mouth. It's designed that way. If you're speaking on a pulpit and that's what they use and it's a condenser microphone, just realize if you step off and you walk away from the pulpit, they're not going to be able to hear you. Now, they'll be able to hear you from your own source. You say, well, I'm loud and I don't need a microphone. Okay. Well, in this day of digital ministry, that introduces a lot of problems that we'll talk about probably in a later time is there's going to be people that can't hear you. Okay, they may can hear you in-house in the sanctuary. I understand that. You're loud. We get it. <laughs> but the problem is the ones on the live stream are not going to be able to hear you. Now, they'll hear a faint, distant, uh, possible in intelligibility there in the distance, something. But there, it's not going to have the presence it is now. It's going to sound very far away, and you're going to lose their attention. And there's a way around that, too. So... Get the microphone source closer. If you walk away from the pulpit using a condenser, they're going to lose you. Also, if you have a lapel mic, I always like to get that lapel mic. You know, most people stick about halfway down their tie. I would say the first quarter of your tie or lapel. I don't even, I don't even like it on the lapel. I know it says lapel tie, 
but that's getting further away from your mouth. I would bring it on up to the first quarter of my tie. You know, higher the better, unless it's just really loud, and that's going to be the sound man's uh, or lady's uh, uh, correction on that is you could bring it down if it's really hot. Uh, you know, you're like, wow, that's, you know, they got it ganged up because probably the person before you had the microphone too far away from, you got to make adjustments there too. But bring it about a quarter of the way, get it closer to your mouth. If you have a, of course, a headset, uh, those can be, you know, have a good design because, you know, someone figured out that the microphone's going to sound better if it's boomed out closer to your mouth. All right. So that's going to be a, a tip I'd give you real quick. The next one would be uh, these tips as far as getting the mic closer to your mouth, the audio, you know, get it closer to the source. And then secondly, something, there's a lot more tips I could give you, but probably this one I see more here recently is when it comes to the microphones and the audio, remember that not everybody can hear you, especially if you're doing live streaming, because if you're watching this, you probably like your church is live streaming. So we got to think different now. It used to be these things wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, if you stepped away from the pulpit and you just were, you know, ranting and raving and preaching, and I'm all for that 100%. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're, you know, really just hammering it out there and you step away for your, your mic goes out or something and you say, well, I'm just going to raise my voice. Well, what happens now is the people in-house in the sanctuary can hear you again, but we got to think about the other people that cannot hear us. And the people that cannot hear us, because I don't know if anybody has a voice that can travel 10 miles down the road or the other side of the county or around the world, that they can't hear you on the live stream. And so then you've alienated a lot of people that's on the live stream that can't hear you, and they'll start to complain, obviously, and say, we can't hear, we can't hear. So... Remember, if you're live streaming to mic everything, have backups, you know, have, make sure you replace your batteries, make sure you test your microphones the day before, do some preliminary things, precautionary things, make sure they work, make sure your batteries are charged. If you're using rechargeables, you know, throw them things away after a year and replace them, get them on Amazon. And, you know, after about a year, year and a half, throw, the, throw them away, throw them away so far nobody can find them. Okay. Get rid of those, uh, after about a year and a half, get rid of them rechargeables. They're not good anymore. You know, you have a $350, you know, Shure MS M58, and you got, you know, three-cent batteries. I mean, that's just not going to work. You have to get rid of them things and get some new ones every once in a while. So uh, have some backups. Maybe have a wired mic. You know, sometimes a mic's going to fail. So have one close by they can grab. Like, you always know, say, well, the battery is out in this one. We'll grab the next one. Of course, you know, that happens. Sometimes the microphone just don't pick up. Maybe it's, it needs to be honed in or something. So have one closer by as a backup on that. Now let's move to some microphone techniques. I could talk more about that. And if you're interested in me talking more about these things, be sure to let me know, and I'll make some YouTube videos about those. And that's one of the reasons I do this show is to get some feedback from my audience to see what they're interested in, and then I can make videos on them. The next thing is microphone techniques. Again, there's a couple things you need to be aware of when it comes to microphone technique. We did talk about getting the, the source closer to your mouth, but when we do that, we introduce other problems, all right, potential problems. I'm going to mention a couple things here you need to be aware of. One is something that you know about, you just don't probably don't know what it's called, and that's what we call plosives. 
when we say the word pee, there's a burst of air that is released from our mouth that if we don't have the proper microphone technique or, or precaution that you see on my microphone now, we'll get what we call a plosive. There were plosives. We say the word pee. All right. And that's when this burst of air that flows through our mouth hits the microphone and gives that pop, that sound. And this is cr created and can become very annoying. Uh, this, this can be avoided by a couple things. Microphone technique, you'll notice is the way if you see I speak into someone on my cha YouTube channel asked me about why do you speak into the microphone the way you do. And I said, what's well, microphone technique? And then plus two is so that you can see me. So I have the microphone up here in my face. You can't see me. So I've got to use some technique to speak in it to avoid plosives. All right. Like I just said the word plosive. And I've done that several ways is I speak to the microphone off axis. This is the position I have it in right now is probably not the best. The best would probably be up here to the side of my mouth. You can hear my boom arm squeaking there. That's another problem with recordings is noise. So if I speak off the mic, speak off the microphone here, you get a good sound because you see radio broadcasters and so forth speaking like this. Cause if we say plosive and the word P you didn't get a big burst of air, a big poof, you know, of air. You also see on the end of my microphone, I have a foam cover and you've probably seen these in your churches as well and singers. And I used to think those were just on there for ugliness purposes, but really they're there for a reason, or maybe they were different colors that people could look at and say, well, they're on the yellow mic, they're on the blue mic, but actually they're foam covers to avoid plosives. And so you see that this also uh, helps absorb that air that is coming out when I say the word P. All right. And so when I say words that start with the letter P, all right, so uh, this is a technique that if I speak off axis and my voice goes past the microphone, I could also speak, uh, that's probably not as good there, probably like this and say plosive. And then that I felt that puff of air. Another thing is you'll see sometimes people have a shield over their microphone. I have one of those, but I'm letting somebody borrow it right now. And that would also dissipate that air. Now, if I put the microphone right in front of my face, like I am right now, and I say the word plosive, did you hear that? I apologize because that's very annoying. I had a pastor, he would always say pee real loud, and it would, you know, that burst of air. So that's the reason we use microphone technique to avoid plosives. The other one that I will give you is, and, and you can always do it, whether it has a foam, foam shield or cover or not, is just speak off axis of the microphone. If I had a handheld microphone, I would speak over it like this. I mean, not like hunched over like that, but... You know, I'd hold it and I'd speak over it like this or have it a little angled. That would be okay as well and get a good, you know, a good audio out of it. So that, that there, a lot of money, thought, and ability has went into the, avoid, the avoiding of plosives. All right. The thing with on your pulpit mics or your lapel mics, if you're getting a lot of pops, when people say the word, the letter P, then you need to order a foam cover for those. A lot of times they give you a lot of extra ones in the box or order some and you can avoid that burst of air that's released from the mouth, the plosive. The next one I'll mention is, is what we call semblance. And that's the harshness in a person's voice. You can hear it a lot in mine. My voice has a lot of bass, but also has a lot of semblance. 
which is when we say the the letter S. So we get a lot of sizzle and a lot of uh, harshness in our voices. Our, our, all of our voices have harshness in certain frequencies. Mine in the letter S is really emphasized. And so when I say something, it is articulated and it can become a very annoying. So what I've done for my voice is I'm using the DBX-286S and I'm processing my voice and it I have a de-esser on it. And even though my S's are still a little, I mean, I've got that thing cranked up right now to about a six. So if I was to reduce that, I will turn that off right now. And I will say, let me just bring that down. See, if I say the word S, you hear that harshness, that sizzle, that is semblance, okay? So as I bring this up, what I'm doing is finding my frequency, and I'm going to bring us up to reduce that S. So see, that's less harsh. And you probably didn't hear that unless you had on mic, you had on earbuds or a good high-quality uh, earphones, headphones, I should say. You wouldn't be able to hear the difference. Okay, difference. You hear that C, S, semblance. So be careful. And it may be the reason, and I hadn't looked this up yet, it may be the reason that cuss words profanity is has such a boost i guess when people say it you know it's a shock factor it's probably because it is comprised of um you know semblance i guess it has that harshness in it that's just something i've been thinking about because those uh, those words of profanity are kind of hit you like wow you know um because it has the uh that harshness in it so you have the the semblance, and that is something that if you have a digital soundboard in your church, can be removed through a plug a plug in or a rack mountable device like I have right in front of me. That could be used if you're if you have a sound system that is what we would call analog, the old analog system. You can get a rack mountable solution for that to remove semblance in your voice. Of course, to add you know compression and. Uh, noise gate and that type of thing as well. So that, that'd cost you about $200 for a rack mountable DBX-286S, which I use to produce my podcast and YouTube videos. If you have a digital soundboard, which we now have a digital soundboard, those effects could be added in digitally. And so you could go in and you could add those rack mountable digital plugins and remove the semblance from somebody's voice. There's a lot of other things that I could mention. Probably one other tip I would give you is when you make a recording, and you don't always have control over that. I'm in a controlled environment right now. I'm in my church study. So I have up, I have up acoustical panels. You can't see those, but they're behind the camera that I'm speaking into right now. And that helps to reduce uh, reverb, which is another issue, echo, um, I can hear a little bit in my headphones because the wall is not treated behind me at the moment. And the sound of my voice bouncing off, of course, that creaking is my old boom arm. I got to fix that. So one of the things I have done in this controlled environment is I have a heater on the wall that is a separate for this office. I turn that off while I'm making this podcast, while I'm making my YouTube videos. I also have a dehumidifier. I turn that off as well because that would just introduce more noise into my recording. So I'm going to be quiet for a minute, and let's see how much background noise I have. And there is noise. I can hear it. It's my computer fan 
but those are something else that we could talk about. That would be more of a noise uh, gate or, you know, removing background noise, which is something you can do live in a live recording like I would do now, like I'm doing now in real time, or either it could be done in post-processing. But the main thing is to make sure you have the cleanest recording to start with. So get in a quiet place, uh, treat it. You could treat it with acoustical blankets or moving blankets, that type of thing. Uh, there's a majority of things you can do to just enhance the quality of your recording to begin with. And then later I'll make some YouTube videos on how to get your voice, enhance your voice, even if you don't have all this equipment I have. And it really the cheapest way to go, if you're not looking to go live, you can record your voice in a good environment and take it in Audacity or Adobe uh, Audition, and you could correct that. And that would be an option as well. So if you're interested in that, please let me know. But I want to give you just today just some technology tips and techniques. And so I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please give me a like, a share, a comment below to let me know the subjects you're most interested in. Or if you have questions, I'd be glad to reach out and help you any way I can. And in the meantime, this is David Toller with the Supplemental Seminary Show. Thanks for joining me.